Nation, you are a Scarlet Spider, and welcome to another episode of the Angry Blurred Podcast, where I will be covering all things nerdy that has happened this past week. So let's go ahead and get into the nitty gritty of it. We're supposed to be getting a release window for Invincible sometime this week. So please hurry up and give us a release date for those final four episodes because Prime, we know why y'all did this and it was because of the writer's strike. You should have just dropped them already. Just give us the damn four episodes. All right. So I'm going to try to keep things in the vein of TV news. So let's start off with that. Vince's D'Onofrio has been on a press run for Echo, which I recovered last week. Not recovered, reviewed, which I reviewed last week. Um, and he actually confirmed that, you know, Marvel Studios decided to canonize the Defenders and all the other Netflix shows, as we previously stated. And he said, during our restart of all the creative on Daredevil Born Again, all the creatives got together and said, look, this is how we got to do it now. And that's actually some good news overall, because it looks like they're low key, like pulling people from the Daredevil series who worked on it. Like they just got the fight coordinator uh, whose name is Philip Severa. So, yeah, he served as a stunt and fight coordinator originally on Netflix's Daredevil. So now he will be helping with Daredevil Born Again. So I can't wait to see some epic fights. But yeah, so 18 episodes of that. Hopefully we'll get it at towards the end of the year or beginning of 2025. Who knows? Writer strike, actor strike, everything got thrown up in the shuffle. And now Marvel's trying to figure out where to put this because... The show was more or less almost done. Then they just decided to scrap everything because Matt wasn't going to be in his Daredevil suit till like episode four. And Kevin Feige said, no, what the hell? No, no. Start over. Fire to everybody and just. Mm. So we'll get more news on that. We will get more news on that. So Tatiana Maslany, who we all know from Orphan Black and She-Hope was doing an interview and she was speaking out on the possibility of a season two of She-Hope. She said it's more than likely not going to happen, although I did see something recently that Marvel said that they are considering it. Tatiana said, I think we blew our budget and Disney was like, no thanks. I think she's only saying that because she hasn't heard anything back from anyone about, you know, continuing the series. But apparently seasons one, the budget for season one was reportedly $225 million. I saw that and I was like, yeah, dude, for six, ep- no, nine episodes? How many episodes did they do of She-Hulk? I believe it was nine. Yeah, because WandaVision was eight. So yeah, I believe it was nine. I can't really look right now um, since I'm recording. I think that was pretty much it for all of the TV news. Because once again, it has been a slow week in the world of fandom. Uh, let's go ahead and get into some movie news. Tron 3 has actually begun filming. So, 
Still don't know if I'm excited to see that since Jared Leto is going to be the star. But apparently, he stars Jared Leto, Evan Peters, Cameron Monaghan, Greta Lee, and Jodie Turner-Smith. I know who most of those people are. I have no idea who Greta Lee is. I know Jodie Turner-Smith from uh, Queen, Queen and Slim. We obviously know Jared Leto from Morbius, Evan Peters from the X-Men franchise, and American Horror Story, and Dahmer, and Cameron Monaghan from Shameless. And the Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor games. But yeah, I, I really cannot wait to see a trailer for this to make up my mind if I'm going to go see it or not. Because I'm still on the fence. And one thing I do not like being is on the fence. Dolph Lundgren. I actually spoke out on Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, you know, due to the fact that this movie just didn't do what it needed to do. It stinks. In, in, in the box office. As a matter of fact, let's see what this movie is at currently. Five minutes later. This movie only made $378 million worldwide. Let's actually check to see what the budget was. Because I think the budget was like close to 500. Right, according to Wikipedia, the budget was 205 to $215 million. So I was off it. Yeah, pull it from theaters. It's, it's a bomb. Like, no one's really watching the movie anymore. But, yeah. Uh, like I said, Dolph Lundgren was speaking to uh, comicbook.com and he said that he felt disappointed for the fans who went, who went to see Aquaman 2 because the version that reached the cinemas wasn't as good as the original cut. And Dolph Lundgren blamed uh, Warner Brothers to limit the screen time of Mirror, and which he suggested led to major changes being made to the original script and cut. He said, and I quote, I realized it was some kind of corporate decision that they tried to limit Amber Heard. Then I'm playing her dad and went along with it. So I really hope they don't try to do a James Wan cut of this movie because look, we got the Snyder cut. David Ayer tried to do his whole thing with his cut of Suicide Squad. It's like, no, just let sleeping dogs lie. Zack Snyder was a very rare situation. He left the project because his daughter committed suicide. Look, if your theatrical cut comes out and it's not up to your liking, that's between you and the studio. You didn't get fired. You didn't quit. You stayed along for the ride. So we don't need a James Wan cut of Aquaman that lost him. But yeah, I mean... Like I said, I don't even remember what I gave that movie. I just, I'm just glad it's done with, and I ain't got to see nothing about it. no mo. All right. Um, so Chad Stahelski was doing an interview with Variety, and he was talking about the future of John Wick and the Highlander reboot. So. He told Variety that he will have creative control over both Highlander and John Wick and plans to 
take the um, franchises across multimedia platforms. So that includes film and TV, maybe comics, maybe video games. I know we're getting another John Wick game. But yeah, and apparently he plans to launch another franchise with the Highlander reboot. And so all of Stahelski's creative control will come through his production company, 8711, which he co-founded with um, David Litch, who worked with him on the John Wick franchise. So still don't know if Keanu Reeves is playing... I mean, not Keanu Reeves, I'm sorry. Henry Cavill is playing the Highlander. That's, that's still just a rumor and speculation and blah, 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 blah. But if it is Henry, you know, good for him because Henry been getting the short side of the stick in Hollywood lately. I mean, like, he left The Witcher. Um, he got fired as Superman. You can only do so much. Sorry, guys. It's been a slow news week. Bear with me. Um, here's some news that I'm just like, Sony has no idea what the hell they're doing. So this is in regards to Madam Web. So apparently Sony wanted Andrew Garfield to be the Spider-Man of the Madam Web universe. But then they decided to change those plans and try to get Tom Holland. But then they realized that they put the movie in their own time period. So they had to reshoot everything referencing Spider-Man. So basically, like, now the movie takes place in 2003. And once again, y'all got Adam Scott playing Ben Parker. So how would you have a Spider-Man? You are so dumb. It makes sense. You are really dumb. Like, For real. Sony, can y'all just give Marvel back, you know, Spider-Man already? Because y'all just don't know what the hell you're doing. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm over it. <sighs> I'm just like, come on, man, get it together. We got some more leaked photos from Deadpool 3, where Ryan Reynolds will be playing a long-haired Deadpool variant. And it is rumored that we will be getting our first trailer during the Super Bowl. Like I said, hopefully sooner rather than later because, eh, it should be about the time. Um, you know, you always get one Marvel trailer during the Super Bowl, and that, and Deadpool is the only Marvel movie we're getting. I mean, unless they get a trailer for like Agatha House of Harkness. Um, but what kind of stupid how to watch Attack on Titan order? You watch it in the order it aired. Oh, yeah. Um, Madam Web is also going to be Sony's longest running Marvel movie. So it has a runtime of an hour and 56 minutes. So four minutes uh, longer than Venom and 19 minutes longer than Venom Let There Be Carnage and 12 minutes longer than Morbius. I'm just like, oh, God. Rachel Braun-Hansen. How do you say her name? Um, the actress who's playing Lois Lane in Superman Legacy um, was doing an interview with E.T. She said, I really enjoyed the collaboration with James Gunn so far. And she said that everyone involved in the production 
is such a perfect nerve for Superman. And she said, we all grew up watching the movies. Some of us grew up reading the comics. I feel like it's being made with so much love. Um, and this Superman will have a sense of humor. We're excited to put both our own spin on things, but also on the material that we all love so much. And she said that her Lois Lane will be feisty. I mean, her Lois Lane better be feisty because Lois Lane is a very feisty individual. Lois Lane will punch you in the face. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so don't forget Superman Legacy is set to come out July 11th, 2025. All right. Sorry, got some cotton mouth. I still can't believe they were like, oh, we can get Andrew Garfield to come back as Spider-Man. It's like, can you? One of my favorite uh, Avengers writers, Jason Aaron, has ended his contract with Marvel. So now he's currently a freelance writer and he currently has a Batman book at DC called Batman Offworld. I highly recommend you guys check it out. It's actually pretty awesome. Uh, I believe it's a six issue miniseries. And he will be taking over Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It will be wrapping up its 13-year run. Is it 13 or is it longer than 13? I feel like that book started with issue 100. And, I mean, I feel like that book started with um, started in 2011. But, yeah, so the most current run will be ending with issue 150. But I do believe the book started in 2011. I think it's about time for my reviews. So this week I will be reviewing Rebel Moon in episode six of Percy Jackson and the Blackness. So let's go ahead and get into Rebel Moon. Uh, Rebel Moon is directed by Scott, uh, Scott Snyder. That's a comic book writer, Zack Snyder. It's Rebel Moon part one, A Child of Fire. Directed by Scott Snyder, written by oh. Zach. Sorry, directed by Zack Snyder, written by Zack Snyder, Kurt Jolinstad, and um, Shay Hatton. With a story by Zack Snyder. See, I had to catch myself. You're not going to freaking catch me slipping again. So the synopsis is when a peaceful settlement on the edge of a distant moon finds itself threatened by the armies of a tyrannical ruling force, a mysterious stranger living among its villagers becomes their best hope for survival. All right. So Zack Snyder said this was going to be Star Wars for adults. So there was literally like only one person using Laser swords, as young Anakin Skywalker would say. And honestly, I just felt like this movie was trying to be too many things at once. So um, shout out to Loco. Um, was watching the same day I was, and he was like, yo, why is this like trying to be like in glorious bastards in space? And I kind of saw that. And I just felt like the pacing just wasn't there. It was just like, oh, here's this, here's that. Now we're going to do this, 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 and this with no explanation whatsoever. It's just like, 
we got the backstory on Sophia Batella's character. Then it was just like, so we're just going to go get these random people that we know nothing about. But we're also supposed to get a rated R extended cut um, sometime in the middle of the year. Was this one not rated R? What was this? P oh, this was a PG-13 cut. Maybe, maybe. Why can't directors just like make the cut they want? I'm just like, I'm over it, man. Um, but yeah, I just felt like this movie was just trying to do too much in the two hour time frame that it had. <coughs> yeah, in the two hour and 15 minute time frame that it had. It was like, so Cora was a soldier who, who was a who was a child soldier at that who worked for the motherhood, you know, which is basically the empire in this film. And um Yeah, her character was good, but it was just like do we really care about her very flimsy backstory? It was like, oh, you know, I was a child soldier and eventually, you know, it was my duty to guard the princess and something happened to the princess and then they were going to kill me. And so I ran away and now I've just been like, you know, being a farmer. The, the fight choreography was good. Like I said, the plot was flimsy. The cast was decent. Ray Fisher was in this just to get killed. It's like, come on, Zach, I thought that was your boy. You put him in the movie for all of like 15, 20 minutes, maybe less just to kill him. Like unless he somehow survived and it comes back in the second one, which is highly unlikely. But I mean, it's a Zack Snyder movie, so who knows? Um, yeah, I'm happy to give this movie a four out of 10, just, just for all the reasons I said, the pacing, the, the, the script, and it was just like, Two characters had motivations. What were the motivation of the other characters? Oh, we're going to pay you with wheat. Ooh, yeah, I could use some wheat. But, um, yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to review part two. So if I do, I do. If I don't, I already told y'all. So it is what it is. So let's go ahead and get into Percy Jackson and the Olympians. <clears throat> All right. So episode six came out. We take a zebra to Vegas. So in this episode, Percy, Annabeth, and Grover must resist. Percy, Annabeth, and Grover must resist the alluring draw of a casino that feels outside of time. So basically, picks up right after episode five, with the with our trio still on the. 18 ruler that Aries got them on and they find they're looking for Hermes in Vegas in the Lotus Casino and they go in there and this is more or less a play on the Odyssey where the longer you spend in the casino the more likely you are to forget things so I don't know if anybody read the Odyssey but basically like the guys uh Odysseus's sailors were eating lotus plants and it just caused them to forget everything. But <clears throat> our boy Lin-Manuel Miranda's in this episode. I felt like 
Grover did a lot in this episode without doing a lot. Like he came across another satyr who had no recollection of anything. And then he kind of got pulled away and Percy and Annabeth bumped into Hermes who was basically playing blackjack and just told him, Hey, I really can't help y'all, but you know, time moves differently here. And he just like screwed them over because they only had a certain amount of days to complete this quest and he sped up their timeline after you know Hermes was just a dick more or less but Annabeth stole his keys and Percy attempted to drive very horribly but I gave him a break because Walker Scobell is 14 years old and what 14 year old knows how to drive <clears throat> so they go they drive to the beach um, where Percy is supposed to meet Poseidon, but due to the fact that Hermes screwed them over, they arrived too late. So Poseidon had to get ready for war, and he told the siren, he told the siren that met him there, that uh, Hades is actually planning something else besides, you know, whatever's going on. That's pretty much where the episode ends. So this episode was good. I just felt like. This was the slowest episode so far. And that's not a bad thing. Sometimes you just need to slow things down and um, tell a nice, enjoyable story. So this episode will get an eight from me. Like I said, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just there. It was just there. So, um, I don't really think I have any more stories because like it's always slow at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah, there was one story I did want to go over. So Ubisoft, the game developer who's responsible for the Far Cry franchise, Assassin's Creed, and the now dead Splinter Cell franchise. So the director of subscriptions, Felipe Tremblay, decided to just basically say players should not feel comfortable with not owning their games and I saw that and I said excuse the hell out of me Shut your bitch ass! and that's because Ubisoft has the uh, Ubisoft Plus which basically allows players um, early and one day access to all the Ubisoft titles so you can play stuff like Far Cry 6 um, like seven dollars and some change. So, um, Trimblade described this as all part of Ubisoft's vision to direct gamers to subscription plans. One of the things we saw is that gamers are used to a little bit like DVD having and owning their games, and that's the consumer shift that needs to happen. They got comfortable not owning their CD collection or DVD collection or DVD collection, and that's the transformation that's been a bit slower to happen in games. And he said, as gamers continue to grow comfortable in that aspect, you don't lose your progress. If you resume your game at another time, your progress file is still there. That's not been deleted. You don't need to lose what's, what you built in the game or your engagement with the game. So it's about feeling comfortable with not owning your game. Sir, I'm always going to have my game data unless I delete it. Okay? So I just like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it's... It's like, why are like people in higher positions so freaking stupid? 
it's just like, bro, shut up. Okay. It's like, why would you say something so dumb? Because you guys still make games for consumers to buy. Okay. No, everyone doesn't have Ubisoft Plus. I might have it with my PlayStation Plus um, subscription, but that's about it. And it's just like, bro, you, 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 you a special kind of stupid. And with that being said, guys, that was another episode of the Angry Blurred Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Bernard, a.k.a. The Scarlet Spider. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend. This episode was also brought to you by Dubby. If you go to Dubby.gg and use my promo code AngryBlurred10, you will get 10% off of your order. So I will see you guys next week. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Don't remember if I already said that, but I might have. So whatever. Peace.